0: The Revamped Podcast, hosted by Lindsay Hepner, Rebuilding the digital entrepreneur. What up, everyone? I hope everyone is having an amazing day. We are back on the Revamped Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Hepner, and I am CEO and founder of Vamped an influencer marketing agency here in LA. And we are all about connecting brands with talent and creating original content on all social media platforms. On this episode with Tara Electra, founder of Unruly Agency, we get to chat about how to grow your company during difficult times, understanding a fan base that will follow you anywhere, and she will also discuss the next big platform for monetization. Personally, I've seen a lot of my own talent actually shift their content direction. So talent are understanding the value that they have as their own brand. And a lot of people are seeking out new platforms like, you got it, OnlyFans. And I know there is a stigma around this platform. So I'm asking you as an audience, what is your take? And if you can, let us know in the comments below and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, I am so excited. We have Tara Electra in the studio today and talk about someone who made the pandemic her bitch. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So Tara, please let's first ask, what is your zodiac sign? Because I'm a huge like zodiac oh, sign girl. So. I like that. Yeah. I'm an Aquarius. Oh my gosh, yeah. we've had so many Aquariuses really? come in. Yeah, yeah. What are you? I'm a Pisces. Oh, cool. And a lot of people think that an Aquarius is a water sign, and I you know. guys are an air sign. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can we can we get this right? I know. Seriously. So, um, first, let's talk about unruly. Can mm-hmm. you kind of give us the elevator pitch of your business?
1: Yeah, so basically we help influencers monetize at like the most simplest level. Um, I've been working with influencers for the past six years, and I've seen that be a very hard thing. A lot of people think if you have millions of followers, you're making millions of dollars. And yeah. it's not really true. Yes. Um, so I've always been like very like passionate about helping them make money and figuring out ways they can monetize their, their following. Um, so really, bringing unruly as a place to help them build their brand and empower females, um, and then using different platforms to help them monetize and being like their marketing partner.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And so, the last the last couple of years, what have you seen as like the biggest challenge? Because I know obviously the pandemic was not something that we planned mm-hmm. to have happen, but I think also too it like made you pivot and build yeah. even better, right? In yeah. a weird way. Yeah, it was
1: cool because I feel like when before the pandemic, it was very noisy. So even when I did sit with a lot of these influencers that I've known for years, they have so many things that they're being hit with. So it's hard for them to stay focused. Yeah. Um, so even when I'd bring them things and opportunities, they were excited about it and then it would kind of slow down they'd have the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and they listened to too many people because they're yeah. being thrown with so many things. For sure. Um, whereas right when the pandemic hit, it kind of quieted everything down because I was working on um, what Unruly is prior. Um, but then right when it hit, it was like an opportunity for them all to really change up what they were doing because they didn't have anything.
0: Got it. Yeah. So when
1: I kind of presented these opportunities, they were more eager about them and focused. So
0: I, I agree because the, the, a lot of the FOMO went away. Yeah. Even even to I was like, I mean, December i was even in my bed going please can something happen where we just go to sleep for a little bit because i needed to take a break it was like it was exhausting to keep up with the joneses every single month
1: yeah and then i got to a point where i was like i liked staying in and working but then i was like part of me was like am i supposed to go out and network and keep showing face but it's exhausting it it was like so nice to actually not have to do anything but focus yeah so
0: i i (laughs) i agree so what is your what is your strategy right now like what developed i mean i love your concept and Mm -hmm. i love that you're a girl doing it i mean i love men out there but (laughs) I I have to keep it real. I really do support women and I love seeing them thrive. So what is your new strategy that you're just like, okay, I'm gonna not do this anymore and I'm just gonna focus on this and. Yeah, I mean I've done, I mean I've been in the influencer space for like
1: six years so I feel like I've dabbled in a little bit of everything to do with social media and how to like bring influencers into different business opportunities. And with a lot of those different businesses, I've, you know, learned a lot and then failed a lot. Um, So more so now I feel like I really am wanting to work with influencers that are motivated too, and like helping build someone up that also is passionate, passionate about it, because there has been times that, you know, you can't force someone to do something as big as they are. Sometimes they don't
0: <laughs> show up. Or... I want to add to that because I agree. I think it you have to meet halfway. Yeah. It can't only be on your end because yeah. that person has to as well be that committed mm-hmm. to the job. Yeah. Um what were the you know, we all go through failures, but I don't even look at them as failures. I always say this. Yeah. I think they're learning experiences. So what are kind of like the top things that you feel as a failure to a business, you know, guru, I think Mm -hmm. on this like new um, strategy platform that you're doing with OnlyFans and Unruly, what what is the failures that you think actually developed into you now understanding like, okay, I'm not going to go down that route anymore. Like this is this is a better opportunity
1: yeah well so with anything like right when i started getting into the social media world and seeing that influencers can make money online and i was like i want to help build those branding opportunities for them so right away went into working with someone that already had um, a big campaign that they were working on and then i helped them build it and bring in a bunch of influencers and really quickly i saw that once a brand gets what they need from the influencers, they no longer value having them. They're like, okay, their budget goes down. They're like, we now are branded, we're big, we don't really need you anymore, but if you wanna be a part of it, you could do a free post. And when I saw that a lot of like big companies started devaluing the talent after they got what they needed, because influencers really does build the brand and credibility. Sure. Um, so once they got that, I saw over and over again, they didn't really need the talent and nor want to pay for the talent as much as they did when they were starting. So then I started transitioning and really being like, wow, if you were the brand and you could build the brand, then you could, um, you have the power of everything. Yeah. Um, so then I started getting into e-commerce and like building products around talent. And when I started doing that, I saw a whole different world on how the brand feels and all that type of stuff. And it was really cool. Um, Did that for about a year. And then when I saw OnlyFans, it was like really reminded me of e-commerce. Yeah. So that's where the whole bridge kind of came together, because the thing that was hard for me with building brands around talent is them not realizing that the product had to be them. And if they don't dedicate themselves to it, that's not gonna work because they post so many brands and then the people start to not believe it. So you have to like build it into your life. Like Kylie Jenner with her Kylie Cosmetics, she made it her and when you think of her, you think of the makeup.
0: And and that goes back to what you were saying initially is like if the influencer isn't meeting you halfway on pushing the product and believing it and developing it, it's, it's actually going to get flat and, yeah. and not be interested to any of their audience anymore. Exactly. And you're, push, you're trying to push it. Did you, did you t- change your mindset once you switched over to e and making their own brands? Did you change your mindset on how you felt when brands were coming to you and activating talent? Were you like, okay, I see now what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs>
1: like- yeah, 100%. Like my whole pitch just started changing over the years of yeah. like what brands need. And then even them feeling like, whoa, you're right, I do need that, you know? Because I really saw that, you know, I learned that influencers don't make, really, they're not about the sale, they're about the, like, building the brand. Mm -hmm. They're about brand credibility. So, like, even if I don't know this product, but then I go click on their Mm -hmm. Instagram and I see this influencer holding it that I know, now I'm more likely to buy that one than the other one. Exactly. Not that when she posts this product, she's gonna make a ton of sales, but, the You're building credibility, yeah. yeah, and the
0: association
1: for yeah. sure. So that's when I started my whole way that brands monetize with talent changed, and it was about building, you know, brand credibility. But that's just a piece of the puzzle. It's yeah. not the entire form of what you need as a brand.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I agree. And the the structure that you guys have now, I mean, ha- kind of hand holding a lot more for these talents, which mm-hmm. they really need because. Yeah. You know i can't even i don't even have time for my own instagram yeah same so, now even yeah more. <laughs> right i mean you're we're trying to preach to the choir that we know how to do this but yeah. we also need our own team to develop our content yeah. we like too busy it's to weird because yeah. it's
1: weird because you know exactly what they should do but yeah. doing it for yourself it's just exhausting
0: i i know i go home and i'm like the last thing i want to do is give advice right yeah. now i'm like tired yeah that's <laughs> funny um so Yeah, I I think that a lot of people would love to know, you know, your I mean, when they see Unruly, they see like a lot of big influencers that they know. But also, too, like I want to recognize you as like such a girl boss that OnlyFans, Getting on OnlyFans has like this stigma. Yeah. And it and it's had it for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that people are not realizing that this is a platform that even though the way it started, you know, just like even YouTube, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. It started as a dating app. Wow, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So I mean, look at it now. It's yeah. developed into this is a huge platform that yeah. people are using to create content. And I think that's the same thing that's gonna happen with something like OnlyFans, where yeah, the, the way it started was, you know, obviously brilliant because it yeah. was a way to monetize, but it's going to develop into something else. I 100%. feel like, yeah, I feel like your agency has started taking the stigma away yeah. and creating that. So I kind of want you to have like your take on it because, yeah. and where you think it's going to be going and seeing, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, I mean trust me initially when I thought it like thought of the whole idea and looked at it in that way I was like okay this is gonna be hard to bring to the talent I've been working with for <laughs> years that are very mainstream yeah so I started <gasps> testing it with talent that already had only fans because then I was like okay if I can build them and yeah. grow them and help them learn how to use this as a tool mm-hmm. um then I can start slowly implementing it to bigger and bigger talent but I really looked at it as a way to connect with your fans And I I saw, you know, with a product, you're trying to sell this all the time. Whereas if you could sell you and what your fans are actually interested in, then it can be a higher monetization. So if you treat it like e-commerce, direct traffic, collect audience and then retarget new traffic and... actually connect with your audience that's like the perfect business for sure so a lot of like celebrities do look up to influencers because they actually connect with their fans and then they try to now build social medias and all these things because they saw that as a valuable tool for themselves yeah And so the biggest thing that celebrity world and influencers were why they wanted to be now creating a social media platform is because they realize how the importance of connecting with their fans. But even so, it's really hard for the influencers to put themselves in a position to constantly talk to their fans. Yeah. So i saw that as a huge opportunity as this platform to be a place where they connect with their fans so really getting them over the hump of feeling normal about that Mm -hmm. was the first thing um showing them that you know this is a place that could be your biggest monetization for what you want to do in the future because connecting with your fans is everything um really bringing them on the journey with you because imagine like they almost feel separated from the influencer rather than connected with them. Yeah. So once they saw that as a fun thing and actually got to engage with their fans, because now that was where they can also make revenue. They were like, wow, this is way better than everything else they're doing.
0: No, the, the, the platform is really changing. I mean, Instagram is now understanding that they want to take more, less engagement away from influencers and they want to, push that more into paid advertisements and that's taking away from all the influencers. Yeah. Right. So they have to kind of go to a platform where, they're being able to monetize themselves for how much content they yeah. actually deliver into the world i mean a lot of people don't realize how much free content they're doing on a day-to-day basis. exactly
1: and fans can't even really understand what it's like for the influencers right yeah they're trying to they're being content creators are constantly trying to entertain people on the internet or do different things but then being able to monetize that is very hard it's like a lot of work to even grow a following in general or be entertaining. And it takes like a full, it's a full time job. So if you can't monetize that, then you're pitching yourself to different brands and getting them interested in you and trying to raise your value. And then you're posting brand deals (sighs) and the audience doesn't like it. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the one thing that it's just you talking to your fans and connecting with your fans. And that's why I think it's a huge opportunity. And when I looked at it as something very exciting and it was definitely a hump to get over with the talent to really get them to look at it that way. Like they felt weird about it connecting with their fans and then also the stigma. So I was like, they're following you constantly and engaging with you constantly. If you actually take the time to connect with them, it'll be huge. For sure. Um, so now when I was able to get some of them to look at it that way, I think more so it's going into a direction, well, this is my own theory, because this is what (laughs) I'm helping. Like this better happen. Yeah. (laughs) This is what I'm more so like helping them look at it as is like growing your super fan base like this is a place where these are the people that care about you the most yeah and building that to a stronger core is like everything for you and wherever you want to go in your life whether you want to do music acting anything these are the people that actually care about your journey that are going to help you get there because without the audience and all that oh, stuff, yeah. it's really hard to do that kind of stuff. And that's what every company, brand, everyone looks for. They want you to have it. But if you don't connect with it and yep. take care of it, it won't be there. So. And they
0: they every brand and client wants you to have that organic follow. So yeah. you're building this clientele that is fully supporting. Like yeah. It's almost like splitting up the people that are just looky-loos and the people that are like, I'm super loyal to these people. Yeah. So that's yeah. really, really cool. And
1: it's really cool to see because, you know, the platform is mostly males. Mm-hmm. Um, So when we did launch a female that had mostly female audience, she had like almost 90 percent female audience. And oh, wow. we launched her and it did just as good. Wow. So it was really cool to see because then it's kind yeah. of proving that these people just want to talk to you and connect with you. And then it made her feel really good because yeah. now she realized like she can focus on her fans to actually like support her career rather than everyone
0: else yeah i agree i think i think the stigma is going to go away sooner than later yeah especially since we're in lockdown and people are trying to find ways to monetize themselves quicker because you know we all know that a lot of jobs have been lost right now and we do have this valuable time at home and creating content is kind of the thing like digital Mm -hmm. being digital and being your own entrepreneur is not going to go away anytime soon. And people are starting to realize that like, what do I want to do? And this platform is such a great outlet for a lot of these girls who have been doing and hustling this hard for so long and Mm -hmm. they just need the support, like the support team. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's what's so great about your agency is, you know, I've noticed through, through some of my girlfriends that are um, working with you, yeah, that they're just happy that they have the support, you yeah. know, because they can't do all that. Ev- like they yeah. w- would love to duplicate themselves, but they can't, yeah. you know. So you're kind of helping yeah. that strategy yeah. amplify for them, yeah, helping
1: them really be creative and open up parts of their lives to people and like creating content that they can connect with their fans and really going through strategies with them to yeah. be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, really giving them the tools that they need to, you know, connect with their audience and actually monetize what they do. Cause it's unfamiliar with them. Yeah. Um, but I just see it going into so many things like, um, my whole vision for where it's going is really creating like a community of like empowered females that all have the ability to invest in what they want to do next. Um, so yeah, that's very amazing. See it going. Yeah. And
0: what what's some good advice for any influencers like kind of gravitating towards, you know, coming on the platform and, yeah. and actually just what's the process too? because I know that you guys are getting so many people now that it's almost like sub- submission requirements, yeah. right? So what's the process right now to be a part of your agency and get on the platform with you? And yeah, what are you looking for? <sighs> Um, I guess it's changing more so the more I do it because,
1: um, like I said, girl, the thing is, is the girls always compare themselves to other girls. Yeah. (laughs) Like what, why is she doing that? And she's doing that. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, everyone got famous in a different way or got their audience in a different way. And then there's so many variables to where your audience came from, how old they are, you know, are they in a country that doesn't spend as much money? Like, yeah. are they, you know, so or have they ever connected with their fans? Like YouTubers connect with their fans all the time. So when fans come there, they're just excited to be able to talk yeah. back. Yeah. Whereas um, some of these girls have never made a connection with their audience or opened up their lives. So it's a whole new thing. And then they're comparing themselves to the other person. Oh, like, no. Why did they get do so well?
0: Yeah. So
1: it's really about them learning how to open up initially and, and putting in the work to also do it because it's, it's, it, you can't do everything for them. They need to well show them the opportunity, help them but they need to connect with them and be able to open their lives yeah. and that's the part of them putting in effort too. Yeah. So um more talent that is also motivated and wanting to build like a career of themselves and take their audience to the next level and be able to monetize it. It's like them actually being motivated too is what i'm looking for um and yeah we do have a ton of submissions thankfully Um, but really you know we do invest into the talent too so we do like you know invest in directing new traffic and things like that but if they're not going to be motivated and actually talk to people and connect with them then then it's a waste of our time in there so it's that
0: and i understand all of that i really really value people that you know want to put 110 percent into Mm -hmm. something and anyone out there it's like if you're gonna go with unruly and sign up just be mindful that these people work every day at all hours yeah i text matt and matt's in the studio right now i mean you guys are hustling yeah and just be mindful of that that people are working extra extra hard for you to build your you know your money goals I guess so just be mindful of that I always like wanted yeah it's like a
1: partnership
0: it is and I didn't
1: realize at first that it would feel like I was managing a ton of girls yeah because that's people don't realize and I don't even know if the talent realizes how hard that is like being a manager for someone else oh my god (laughs) a momager yeah it's like (laughs) and then there's never enough that you could do There's never. Never.
0: (laughs) It's like one
1: day I was sitting with Matt and I was literally I was like, (laughs) it's an empty black hole. Like I could give my soul. (laughs) I could do anything. Yeah. And they still fully. It's like more and more and more. And that nothing really is good enough. So I told myself, I was like, I just need that. I am valuable. I brought these opportunities to them. And, you know, if they were going to see it that way or not, like I definitely am like looking out for them constantly and showing them that what they should do to be successful and have the things they want but it's really hard at the same time because it's so many girls so yeah. it's hard to
0: you help need, them
1: yeah. feel that way You need
0: your boundaries too. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've been learning so much in the last week about boundaries with clients and talent yeah. and friends and yeah it, it because like you seem like a very empathetic person Yeah, it's exhausting it, yeah so you you take <laughs> on take everyone's on... energy yeah so it's like if they're unhappy with something i'm feeling <laughs> oh, it girl like... <laughs> we can have a chat after this yeah, i'm talking about that stuff so. but yeah. i agree it's just so important to have that but also to get uh, respect and, and know your value and you yeah. know your worth and yeah. yes you brought them opportunities so yeah. you're just as valuable as they are yeah. the number can be there but yeah. you're you're the hustler yeah. right now that's supporting them so um that was so amazing Aww. and I want to know a little bit more about you so we do like a lightning round yeah. which is super random yeah. I don't know any of these questions <laughs> and I laugh sometimes I'm like, why am I asking this? But it's kind of like teleprompter vibes yeah. where I'm like, and eh, this is a question. Okay, yeah, I'm so, excited. Chris Chris usually puts this together. <laughs> um, are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? Um, they're a fruit, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like they something seeds. random. <laughs> I was like, she better get this right. <laughs> um, who's your favorite Harry Potter character? I don't know. I would just have to say Harry because I don't I, I only watched it so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't even know any of the names. So, have you ever stolen anything? Uh yeah, when
1: I was little <laughs> And when I was little, I did not really realizing that I was stealing something. I was like, it was like a lollipop with gum in the middle. And I just remember I was eating it. My mom's like,
0: where'd you get that? Because we just
1: left the grocery store. I was like, from the grocery
0: store. Oh, well, but you didn't know. And she,
1: she was upset. And then oh. I was scared. And then I realized.
0: <laughs> I feel like we all do that. Yeah. Do you think anyone considers you a hipster?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I definitely like, I'm not like the typical girly girl even though maybe my instagram makes me look like that you're are you more tomboy i just yeah i'm okay. more so just like i like to not have to really wear makeup most of the week i don't wear makeup Trust. i like to wear sweats i don't really wear heels and when i do dress girly people are like whoa Tara. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like hey <laughs> yeah. i i'm a i'm a I feel like I'm a tomboy for sure.
1: makes me feel more comfortable. Like I'm not trying as hard. I feel just myself. Yeah.
0: Because I realized everyone I hang out with, like the girls that I hang out with, are all super boyish. Like no one's like, oh, I broke a nail. Like what? (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Um, What's the sound you make if you were freezing cold? I can't. I can't with you. Like, oh my God. I don't even know.
1: I just I cold all the time. Honestly, I
0: not. So. Does she make a certain noise? <laughs> oh, I love that. You're like so intrigued with Zo- you and Zoe are best friends now. <laughs> oh, <my> God, really. <laughs> Trust me, a lot of people tried to steal her. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, we can pass that one. You don't yeah. have to like <laughs> showcase how you are cold. <laughs> it's like nice and warm in here. So yeah. it's going to be hard. Um, When eating a formal meal with multiple forks, do you start from the outside or the inside? Inside. Isn't it outside though? Is it? I think I, I th- start from the inside. I think it's outside. I'm imagining a
1: pasta and then like cheese in the middle, and then I'm gonna get the cheese piece.
0: <laughs> I think it's like appetizer forks and oh, okay. then like a soup spoon. Oh which fork so- I use? I thought you meant where do I start on the plate? <laughs> You're like just straight in. Right in the middle. <laughs> um, what's your favorite martial art? Hmm.
1: I don't know. You I did. Pl- I w- I was in karate when I was little.
0: You were. What what yeah. belt did you get to?
1: I think brown, but I was really little that you you used to pass way quicker when you were younger. Yeah, that's I wasn't true. in it for that long.
0: And I was like, I'm already brown. <laughs> but I don't think I was there for that long. I, I don't even I was like always so eager to get to black. Yeah, but same. never happened. I just
1: remember I stopped the day they were trying to make you break that board.
0: Oh, you're like, I and was I'm like, out.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah brown it, it is.
0: <laughs> um, L.A. or New York.
1: Um what's interesting is I wanted to move to New York all growing up because I was born in LA. Yeah,
0: and then oh. I would always,
1: yeah, and then my family uh, flew here from another country. So I always heard like you should go travel somewhere else and you know experience other life. And when I did travel, I was like, I love New York. Like I loved it before I got there because I love city. Yeah. And it's just so exciting because there's like, no matter what day it is, there's always so much going on, I feel. Yeah, there and I do like that you, I, I mean, I've never lived there. So it just seems like this, that you don't really bump into the same people all the time. Like there's so much to do and so many places to go. Um, whereas LA is like little pocket bubbles. Yeah. But um, everyone
0: knows each other. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, so I wanted to move there. But then as I got older, I started, you know, building my career here. And I was like, I would have to start all over and go to New York. And then I just never did. But at one point, I will live there for sure.
0: Well, good thing you didn't le- live there right now. I know. I, I feel like it would be just <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. It's oh, crazy. Man. So Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Sour Patch Kids. <gasps> do you okay question an (laughs) extra question to this question does your mouth like fully salivate yeah like just looking at the package yeah because you it's crazy
1: because you can almost taste
0: it yeah Yeah. (sighs) it just weirds me out that it does that but I love them but um scale of one to ten how good are you at trivia
1: um I haven't played in so long so maybe not that good
0: (sighs) I used to like Pictionary really yeah like drawing yeah I loved it You're like, I I, don't know. That wasn't as good. (laughs) I'll be honest. You're like, my job is a trivia. (laughs) I don't know what I'm getting every day. That's funny. Um, Super Mario Brothers or Zelda? Neither. (laughs) I loved Super Mario Brothers. Everyone does, but I've
1: never played, so I'm going to say neither. i heard it's popular.
0: (laughs) I haven't played Zelda. I feel like the new ones kind of scare me. I don't even know what Zelda is. I don't know either. I'm just (laughs) kind of just exaggerating on this, but... I I hate that, like, the new games feel so realistic. Yeah. When I
1: was little, I liked Sims.
0: Oh, yeah. Sims was cool. I I didn't know how to play that. Yeah, it was cool because you could, like, make your own world. Oh, yeah, see? Dress the girl and, like, build a
1: house. It was cool.
0: I I did the other one. It was what's the one where like you grow your own farm stuff <laughs> farmville oh, oh man that's popular too yeah i started farmville because a guy i was dating was really into it and i was like this is so lame and then the next thing i know i was spending hundreds of dollars on plants and like crops like how did i get here yeah, it's <laughs> dictate. i was like i have to get off here this is fake <laughs> food <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um if tupac appeared before you right now what's the first thing you would ask him um how did he die oh there you go yeah <laughs> shoot yeah like so how did this happen yeah, so <laughs> me the where have story. you been <laughs> <laughs> um what temperature do you like your thermostat at um, at nighttime,
1: 69. What? I know. <laughs> oh, we couldn't... I couldn't sleep with you. Yeah. I like I, it when it's freezing and then really no. thick, big blankets.
0: I get sick. I, I'm like, my sinuses dry up. Yours you, don't dry up. No. Oh, you're so the lucky. best. And then in the
1: day, normal, like 75. Or probably lower, 75 74, is normal? 74, I, 73 maybe. I don't know.
0: Oh, man. Well, I am so happy you came in. I feel like... You know, we talked a little bit outside of this, but your energy is so amazing. It was so nice meeting you. It was so nice meeting you. Where can we find you? Um, My Instagram is at
1: T-A-R-U-H-H-H. And then, yeah. Do I have anything else? Your business. Oh, at Unruly Agency.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Unruly Agency. Amazing. Well, we had so much fun with you. We can't wait to share uh, on audio and video. So please subscribe and check out Unruly Agency if you are interested Mm -hmm. in monetizing the hell out of your platform. Um, But thank you Tara, for coming in. So nice to meet you. In person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Finally. (laughs) Thank you guys for checking out our latest episode. I hope you were able to grab a bunch of takeaways and be on your way to be a successful digital entrepreneur. Remember, any successful entrepreneur has gained success through knowledge. So please like, comment, subscribe so you are the first to see and hear these episodes. Thanks, guys.